Hare Krishna, today we are reading Chapter 12, Devotional Service, text number 15. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, please take over, or Prabhuji Ramataji, please take over the call now. Sarnagata Mataji is not here. Um, uh, no, Prabhuji, she's not here. Okay. Well, Vikas Prabhu, you want to take it over, please? Prabhu, you are, uh, you know, Ali Mataji are equally qualified. Uh, I have no such qualification, Prabhu, take over. We, we all can have a discussion, Prabhu. Yeah, okay. It is Father's well, Day, Prabhuji, so you have to take over. And uh, Haladar Prabhu, you can start with the opening prayers, Prabhuji. Yeah. Oh, Prabhu, <laughs> yeah, you can begin with Mangalacharan prayers. Okay, sure. And then we all support me or Prabhu take it over after the Mangalacharan. So I think... Uh, Mataji, uh, Sumati, uh, Harshita Mataji, it is, I saw in the uh, phone message that chapter 12, text number 13 and 14, not 15. Am I correct? Uh, yes, Rabbi, it's 13 and 14. Uh, so please okay, forgive us, right. it's 13 so, and 14. All right, so we uh, will start the Manglacharan and then we'll do the text. 13 and 14, so. <clears throat> Om Magnyanti Mirandashya Gyananjana Shilakaya Chaksurun Militam Yena Tasme Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobisam Sapitam Vena Bhutali Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utpadakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsya Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagan Raghunath Sagan Raghunathan Vintam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Tavadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sagan Lalita Sri Visakan Vitamcha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandha Jagatpati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripi Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyasya Kupasindubhya Evacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Shiva Sadi Gora Bhaktavanda. Please, everybody, join for the Hare Krishna mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Rama, Ramarama, <laughs> Bhagavati Uttama Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naisaki Hare Krishna Mataji Prabhuji Kurli uh, Mataji mentioned about the Father's Day. So actually, our real father is Lord Krishna, you know, is everybody's father, you know. So in this day, like we should uh, chant and thanks to the Lord Krishna for all his mercy and whatever he given to us and he gave us uh, an opportunity to come in this material world according to our karmas and we have a chance to go back that way so take advantage of this verse and chant Hare Krishna so now as per the instructions is the text number 14 and I know we have a beautiful singer, you know, Worldly Mataji can guide us for this verse 13 and 14. So, Mataji, how about that? Uh, you want to do it today? You should have done the Mangalacharan, you know, I was thinking like that. So, the very pleasing voice you have, you know. Prabhuji, uh, you read the Mangalacharan so nicely with so much of devotion, actually. More than voice, devotion and expression, that is more important for me. That's what I feel. Mm -hmm. okay. So it is text number uh, 13, 13, right? 14, yeah, both. Samadukha Sukhakshami Advesta Sarvabhutanam Maitra Karuna Yevacha Nirmamo Nirahankaraha Samadukha Sukhakshami Santushta Satakam Yogi Etatma Drudhanis Chayaha my year pitamano buddhi yo mad bhaktas same priyaha santushtasatatam yogi etatma drudhanis chayaha my year pitamano buddhi yo mad bhaktas same priyaha Hare Krishna. Very beautiful, Matri. Good, thank you. So, uh, after this uh, slokas, we'll let Arshita Mataji or Sumati Mataji take over for word by word, and then uh, 
Vikas Prabhu will we'll follow the Vikas Prabhu, okay? So I'll go to the next one or anybody else wants to do next. Six thirteen and yeah. Go ahead. Uh Text 13 and 14. The wording like, like, Advesta Sarva Bhuta Nam Maitraha Karuna Evacha Nirmamo Nir Ahankaraha Samadukha Sukhakshami Santustaha Satatam Yogi Yatatma Dredanishchaya Mai Arpita Mano Buddhir Yo Mad Bhakta Same Priyaha Advesta Sarva Bhutanam Maitraha Karuna Evacha Nirmamo Nir Ahankaraha Samadukha Sukhakshami Santustaha Satatam Yogi Yatatma Dardanishchayaha Mai Arpita Mano Buddhir Yumad Bhakta Same Priyaha Hare Krishna, try it please. Hello? Shri Krishna Mataji, go ahead. Vishta Sarva Bhutana Maitrahar Karna Evacha Nirma Monira Hankaraha Samadukha Sukakshami Santushta Satatam Yogi Yatatma Vidhanishchayaha Mayapitamanobudhe, Nice, nice. Very good. Hare Krishna, is uh, Harprashad Prabhu there? Okay, I will go then. <coughs> Hare Krishna, verses 13 and 14. Advesta sarva bhutanam maitraha karuna evacha nirmamo nirahankaraha samadukha sukha shami santushtaha satatam yogi yatatma dridanishchayaha mayar pitpano buddhir yomad bhaktaha same priyaha re krishna very nice so but nobody else there. Uh, Mataji, Harsita Mataji or Sumati Mataji, you want to take over word by word, slowly and nicely, please?
कैन यू हेयर मी मैता जी हेलो
so from that perspective i think we will be reading uh, verse 15 as well uh, and i don't know if time is there maybe 16 but uh, if we definitely will be reading verse 15 at least so from that perspective i was thinking that uh, you know valli mataji you can then read the translation and the purport to that verse so uh, why don't you go ahead uh, sumati mataji or harshita mataji in the reading of the translation and the purports for 13 and 14 now Hare Krishna Mataji, are you there? Yes, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Yes, yes, Mataji, please uh, read the translation and the purport. Sure, Prabhuji. Uh, translation, one who is not envious but a, is a kind friend to all living entities, who does not think himself a propertyer and is free from false ego, who is equal in both happiness and distress, who is tolerant, always satisfied, self-controlled and engaged in devotional service with determination, his mind and intelligence fixed on me. Such a devotee of mine is very dear to me. Purport by his divine Yashilipapad and Shilipapad Gijay. Coming again to the point of pure devotional service, the Lord is describing the transcendental qualifications of a pure devotee in these two verses. A pure devotee is never disturbed in any circumstances, nor, he is, nor is he envious of anyone, nor does a devotee become his enemy's enemy. He thinks, this person is acting as my enemy due to my own past misdeeds. So it is better to suffer than to protest. In the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.8, it is stated that the nukampam su sama su samik samano bhunjana evatma kritam vipakam. Whenever a devotee is in distress or has fallen into difficulty, he thinks that it is the Lord, he thinks that it is the Lord's mercy upon him. He thinks, thanks to my past misdeeds, I should suffer far, far greater than I am suffering now. So it is by the mercy of the Supreme Lord that I am not getting all the punishment I am due. I am just getting a little by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, he is always calm, quiet, patient, despite many distressful conditions. A devotee is also always kind to everyone, even to his enemy. Nir Mama means that a devotee does not attach much importance to the pains and troubles pertaining to the body, because he knows perfectly well that he is not the material body. He does not identify with the body. Therefore, he is freed from the conception of false ego and is equipoised in happiness and distress. Prabhuji, should I continue? Krishna Mataji, yeah, uh, maybe uh, Harshita Mataji can finish off. Uh, sure. Krishna. He is tolerant and he is satisfied with whatever comes by the grace of the Supreme Lord. He does not endeavor much to achieve something with a great difficulty. Therefore, he is always joyful. He is completely perfect. He's com he is a completely perfect mystic because he is fixed in the instructions received from the spiritual master, and because his senses are controlled, he is determined. 
he is not only he is not swayed by false arguments, because no no one can lead him from the fixed determination of devotional service. He is fully conscious of that Krishna is the eternal Lord, so no one can disturb him. All these qualifications enable him to fix his mind and intelligence entirely upon the Supreme Lord. Such a standard of devotional service is undoubtedly very rare. But a devotee becomes situated in, in that stage by following the regulative principles of devotional service. Furthermore, the Lord says that such a devotee is very dear to him, for the Lord is always pleased with all his activities in full Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So, as we uh, see in Prabhupada's purports, that, uh, you know, uh, he starts off by saying that uh, the Lord is coming back. So, from verse 12 8, the Lord described different uh, steps of the ladder of, uh, you know, uh, uh, devotional service uh, and we know that in verse 8 it was at the highest ladder uh, as in where the person has engaged his mind and intelligence completely into the service of the Lord thereafter if the mind or uh, intelligence cannot be fully engaged then it is more about uh, you know uh, working through the senses for the Lord uh, if the, the senses uh, are uh, you know, they may be fully in uh, the service of the Lord or not. The senses can waver, but the work is going on. So that is where the sadhna bhakti comes in. So then the Lord speaks of sadhna bhakti. Uh, but he says that, okay, if you cannot even uh, uh, engage your senses, at least keep working for me. Uh, so don't worry about your senses. You may want, you know, as a sadhana bhakti, we may want to bring it uh, back to the Lord's service. But he says, if that also is not possible, and say uh, almost 100% or 99% your mind is wavering off, then continue to work for me. And if you cannot work for me, then at least recognize uh, the supremacy of this power of mind that is actually uh, running this world so, you know, uh, in that sense, recognizing that there is something bigger than us, Jiva, uh, sacrifice the outcomes of our work uh, to the Lord. Uh, and that that will slowly generate uh, this feeling of, you know, okay, I'm, so, you know, this is about people who uh, give charity, who do social work, who do philanthropic, philanthropic work, work. So, uh, the Lord is saying if you continue to work like that you will see the unity in this universe you will start to recognize that there is this power and slowly you will automatically understand that you are actually now uh, from that aham bhav that I am doing this charity, I am doing this work I am giving this sacrifice you will slowly understand that it is actually coming from him, what is it that I am truly sacrificing so in that sense your consciousness will change and you will realize that uh, it's not that I am sacrificing, I am actually working for him. It is from his things that I am enjoying and from his things I am giving. So that consciousness will come and then slowly from there devotional service will come. So these are gradual steps uh, to getting to, uh, you know, um, move from 
uh, a little bit of faith, a little bit of shraddha in the Lord to the prema stage of Lord. So those are the nine stages of uh, bhakti that uh, Rupa Goswami speaks about in his Bhakti Rasamrit Sindhu. And then the Lord in the last verse has talked about, you know, uh, uh, practice. Uh, then he speaks of meditation. Uh, he speaks of uh, gaining knowledge and he, uh, he speaks of renunciation. So all these things are various steps of uh, the ladder. So the Lord, therefore Prabhupada says, coming again to the point of pure devotional service. So he's coming back to where he was, where uh, he is in some sense describing uh, the devotees who are at verse 8 uh, level. And you can see, you know, uh, if we if we really understand every word of uh, these verses 13 and 14, it's an extremely high standard of uh, being a devotee. Uh, and Prabhupada says so. He says at the end of it, like such a standard of devotional service is undoubtedly very rare. But a devotee becomes situated in that stage by following regulative principles. So. Prabhupada also recognizes it's not like he's humble and he, you know, he's, he's beyond this level. He's actually a absolute pure devotee. But he recognizes that for almost all of us, the way Arjun Maharaj has gone through uh, feigning ignorance so that we get the benefit of Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada also is in that humility and in that mood saying that, uh, you know, uh, we all should work towards that stage, that the stage at which uh, the Lord is describing his pure devotee. We need to work towards that stage through regulative bhakti. Uh, now, why is this standard so high? The reason the standard is so high is because if you start with Advesta Sarva Bhutanam, so whom do we envy? We generally envy those who are a little ahead of us. Uh, if it's in sport and somebody beats us, we are a little envious of them. If it is in money, if it's in office, uh, somebody who's getting promotion, all these things cause a little bit of envy in us. So those who have uh, slightly better opportunities, better success than us, generally people are a little envious of them. Uh, and do we see that in our hearts? Against every all living entities so it's not like you know you're envious against maybe a few people that is okay it's like you need to be completely free of envy you need to be uh, completely friendly to everybody now again what does friendliness mean we are generally friendly right until someone crosses our self-interest we are generally very friendly everyone is a very nice person until uh, you sort of step on their toes so, are we truly friendly even to a person who is hurting us, who's, uh, you know, not only, so again, hurt can be of three, four different types. So, if someone uh, without meaning hurts us, there are people, there are uh, people amongst us who will uh, immediately hit back and hit back very hard. Then there are, there is that hurt that happens where the person does it deliberately, but perhaps, you know, out of spite, out of moment, uh, momentary anger uh, for that moment. So it's not like it's a continuous uh, hurt that they are uh, throwing at us. 
and how do we react to that situation now take this to the extreme level so maybe we are even tolerant of someone who does it on my uh, you know uh, without minding it uh, you know it just happens someone who does it deliberately but once in a while and then there is someone who continues to hurt us day after day are we still a friend to them will we still welcome them will we still give them good advice if if they are in difficulty will we give them a friendly hand to pull them out of that difficulty so you can now start to see that these same words small words have so much meaning and application behind it nirmamo nirahankarah are we nirahankar samadukha kshami are we equipoised will we forgive people santushta satyam are we completely satisfied as in if we are truly satisfied then there is you know there is no question of renunciation because if you are satisfied there is no question of karma as such sakam karma or nishkam karma because you are already satisfied inside so these concepts do not even come to apply to a person such as you know okay i am going to do sakam karma or i am going to do nishkam karma where i don't desire any fruits i don't desire any outcomes of uh, you know uh, enjoying the outcomes of my labor all of these are very very difficult dridnishtaya in great difficulty would we be able to keep our mind on shastra on guru vakya uh, will we be able to continue devotional service in extreme difficult times uh, because dridnishtaya only is tested at that time we can think we have dridnishtaya in small calamities we may think okay i am dridnishtaya i was able to sustain my practice no but dridnishtaya is tested when you have bigger problems so uh, you know in small waves the boat will generally sort of it's generally steady you won't even feel the small waves but when a big wave comes the boat is going to rock a bit are we able to balance ourselves out it's not like you know the pure devotees do not have emotions but they are able to balance themselves immediately they are not able to lose their balance and the last is uh, where it is truly linked to the purest devotee because this is where the lord is saying mai arpit mano buddhi uh, mad bhakta <coughs> yo mad bhakta samay priya so the lord has talked about this mai arpit mano buddhi in verse 8 also right we know that he said mai eva mana adatsva mai buddhim niveshaya so he is uh, he is talking about both mind and intelligence so he is coming back to verse 8 this is what prabhupad started off in the beginning of this purport also and if you recall in chapter 10 uh, you know from verses 8 to 11 uh, these are very beautiful verses they, they are very important verses uh, and this is where lord is describing his pure devotees so arjun maharaj das so you know uh, how are your pure devotees able to keep thinking of you continuously so prabhupada is actually talking about what that devotional service is what is the stage of that devotional service and within that he says mat chitta mat gata prana bodhayanta prasparam kathayantascha mam nityam tushyanti cha ramanti cha so what is what, how does 
verse 9 of uh, chapter 10 link to uh, this verse right if our minds are and intelligence is completely engaged in Krishna is always thinking of Krishna then nothing else is going to come out of our mouth nothing else is going to relate to us even if you see something that is unrelated in a mundane sense to Krishna you will interpret as if it is about Krishna it is of Krishna and if Krishna was here he would have done it or he, this is how he's playing or maybe just the fact that because this whole world is him you see Krishna playing in that thing so you know there is nothing in that sense for these people that is disconnected to Krishna so they go throughout their life uh, you know any any mundane thing and they will see Krishna in there they may see Krishna's face even if it's a person who's hitting back at us who's shouting at us who's uh, defaming us uh, you know who does uh, underhanded things they will still see Krishna as a playful child who's doing all of that and teasing us and seeing how we react and they will laugh and smile and be playful at that thinking oh it's a Krishna who's playing with me and that's really what uh, you know so they while Prabhupada is actually talking about sadhana bhaktas where sadhana bhakta will think oh it is my past karma because of which uh, you know uh, I am suffering and I am suffering much less because the Lord is kind this is sadhana bhakta but a pure bhakta is actually at a much higher level where he is actually seeing Krishna they don't see anything else other than Krishna so they actually see Krishna and Krishna's hand and completely Krishna playing with them so they actually even enjoy that because they will be like oh good you are playing with me I'll also play very well it's like you know uh, in some sense uh, crude sense perhaps but uh, Bhishma Dev you know he was fighting Krishna is there in front of him or he's uh, driving Arjuna's chariot and Bhishma Dev is uh, you know shooting arrows he knows some of the arrows are going to hit Krishna he's even drawing blood <clears throat> but he's fighting to the best of his ability and he's also smiling he knows that his arrows cannot affect Krishna it's like throwing uh, flowers at Krishna and he's enjoying that mood uh, you know in some sense Vritrasura uh, he was completely dedicated to Krishna he knows that he's taken the birth of a demon and yet he's and he basically chastises demons and he says come fight why are you running away from this uh, any, uh, you know army of the demigods and then while the demons have run away he fights and as he starts to fight the gods start to run away the demigods and then he chastises the demigods saying why are you running away uh, you have Vishnu on your side Vishnu has actually given you uh, his Narayan Kavach right like I cannot I cannot penetrate that Kavach nor not only that Vishnu has given you the Vajra he's told you and why Vajra because the teacher she had actually uh, I think he's uh, he, he created Narayan Kavach and he because of which his bones are so strong that it is able to kill me you my destiny is to be killed through your hands and yet you're running away so even in the face of death 
but devotee actually sees the hand of Krishna and he prays to Krishna. Even on the battlefield, Vritrasura is actually praying to Krishna, saying, Oh, and I pray that I get killed uh, quickly because this is a distraction. You made a slight distraction in my devotional service. You've given me this demon form. So I'm going to fight to my best of abilities. At the same time, it is deviating me. It is taking me momentarily away from your devotional service. So better that I die soon. So he's actually encouraging Indra. In Twice or thrice, Indra sort of falls down. He sort of gives up. He's, uh, you know, not uh, very enthusiastic about fighting. Uh, at one point, Indra is thinking, this is such a great devotee, how can I even kill him, etc. And Vritrasura is actually, uh, you know, encouraging and engaging Indra again and again into the fight. And of course, he is then killed. But this is the level of Mayarpit uh, Manobuddhi. We have to understand that this is so far away. You know, let alone, I people may generally speak about at this level of uh, the purest devotees, we immediately go to thinking about the gopis, uh, Mother Yashoda, etc., uh, the queens. Even there is a beautiful passage where, uh, you know, Krishna in so many different ways teases Rukmini Devi, saying that, you know, I'm not the right person for you. I don't know why you selected me, etc., etc. And Rukmini Devi, so as a, when I first read it, it was like, you know, there is, you know, Krishna is, generally he is very, he is a master manipulator. He is the one who's created words and sentences. So how can he not put the best sentences and best words and most confusing when he wants to confuse those kind of sentences together. So when you read through it and his arguments, <clears throat> a normal person could have easily got swayed at least by one or two of his arguments, not perhaps by all his arguments, but Rukmini Devi is so steadfast in her devotion, she actually uh, interprets every word of Krishna as if it is 100% true, and then she actually feels that Krishna is about to leave her and faints out of that feeling. This is the level of devotion they have. So we are, of course, not there. So how does this apply to us? So this applies to us because in some sense, we know that that is the goal. You know, the first thing we have to understand is, you know, when we are taking journey, I'm giving a day-to-day -day example. The first thing you do is either, you know, in pre before the GPS was there, we used to have map. But even in a map, you would know, oh, this is where I need to go. And then you will chart out your journey to get to the destination. And the same thing happens in GPS. The first thing we do is we put the destination. This is where I need to go. And here is how I'm going to get there. So similarly, when we have this goal, in some sense, 13 verses 13, 14, and even up to verse 20, Krishna keeps giving different types of qualities. These are the goals. Even one of these quality on its own is a goal we need to achieve uh, because, you know, we may exhibit these qualities to a very small extent. We need to start to expand how we exhibit these qualities. And you will find that, you know, uh, even if one quality is exhibited in uh, some amount of maturity, other qualities will automatically come. Uh, so uh, 
this is how we need to look at these verses. We shouldn't really think that this is not for me. What has this got to do with me because I am nowhere close to this. We need to start to take even one of these qualities and apply in our life. So this is how I was looking at this verse. Uh, I am happy to hear other uh, everybody else's thoughts and how uh, say each one of us may want to apply this in our life. So I'll stop here. I'm happy to hear from others. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. So very nicely explained. Um, yeah, as I said, we have to think about the practical process, how we are interpreting that in our own life and these circumstances actually occur to us in a daily basis, day-to-day basis. Um, as you said, when everything is good and relationship is fine, we are all happy and we show our best uh, qualities. But uh, when it is getting uh, the other way, the negative thinking and uh, the people are not uh, that much of uh, associated with us or if we have some different uh, feelings, mainly um, if they start hurting us, how we have to take ourselves away from that feelings and come back to our normal situation. Uh, for me, I think about the example you gave before also about the Bhakti Lata Beach. Um, that is the portion where we have to address mainly, as you said, the destiny is same for us and we have the GPS, we have to uh, know the different routes, whether we are taking a freeway or a, you know, a regular um, way with the stop signs or a, you know, slow routes. But uh, whenever we stop also, we have to progress, we think about how long we are stopping there, we are not getting stuck in the traffic and we have to be uh, get, getting rid of that place as soon as possible and come back to our original situation. So <clears throat> that's how um, I am thinking about it. And mainly um, when we have the association, we have to um, sometimes uh, the family or some, uh, some other places, we have to deal with such people where we don't agree in our mind because not like like-minded people or um, they don't they don't have the same destination or goal as we have and they see in a different angle how to deal with such kind of situations uh, and keep our steadiness right and the focus in krishna consciousness and um, how to improve our quality the first thing you said is uh, we have to see is as uh, krishna's uh, um, like a game or play with us and he's testing us how we will come out of that situation and what we are going to do if the situation is getting worse. Um, the second thing is uh, in this one they said uh, I like the one word Mataji read from the purpose it is very nice um, it is uh, getting a little messy of no I will uh, the pain and the trouble uh, pertaining to the body is perfectly the material body. I lost that part actually. I will maybe come back with that. But what I uh, have, have an example. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna Mataji, it is on five, page 523, almost in the mm-hmm. middle of that sentence. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, middle of that paragraph. It's the end of the sentence. So if you see from the right side, you will see pain and trouble at the middle of that paragraph. Yeah, I think yeah, you... yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, yes, yeah. We have to be... Uh, um, he does not identify the body 
Therefore, he is freed from the concept of false ego. First thing we have to get, a, um, as you said, we get ego or comparison or um, envy only when we see people who are advanced or who are having a better benefits. Uh, then it, everything we have to see it is basing upon their own karma. That's the way we are having our own karma. And everything, every time when we are uh, joyful, we are uh, not taking uh, uh, notes of anything that we have. We feel that life is that way, we have to take it. But if we, something happens, suddenly we get hurt, we feel that uh, why it is happening and this is not me and all these things will come at that point only. Uh, so in the other class where I heard, uh, they are comparing like uh, our, uh, they gave just an example, they asked a question like if uh, you have a diamond ring studded uh, uh, with the ring, the gold ring studded with diamonds and if it falls in a pit of uh, all these dirty things, um, what will you do? Will you take it or will, will you leave it? They just compared with stool and urine, all these things. If, you, if the um, most precious ring, it will, uh, it will fell in that one, whether you just flush it away or just you take it from that. Uh, so one Mataji said, I will wear a glove and then I will pick it and I will clean it again and again. So they said everything uh, is like that because this material world is like so much of dirt. Sometimes we may uh, fall into that uh, according to our karma and also the situations. Um, but uh, the Prabhuji, what he said is we have to take a shield on us, the cover. Whenever we go to those situations, we are here for only a ter temporary time. It is not, it is going away from us. So how to protect us from those people and those situations mainly? Uh, we have to have a covering and shield, prepare our mind before even you go there. Um, that that's how like we wear a gloves if we are cleaning uh, bad stuff or something like that. And again, uh, that uh, ring is compared to our bhakti lata. So how the how our devotion is, how our um, self, uh, goal or destination, as you said. So we have to come back to our goal uh, and uh, clean ourselves and uh, back to the situation as soon as possible. Um, that's what I feel, Prabhuji. Thank you, thank you very much for explaining and uh, it affects me a lot because yesterday I have to go to a different places and meet different people also. So re listening to your words, uh, I could get back my balance again. That's what I, I'm expressing now, feeling. Thank you very much. Very nice, Matthew. Good points, yeah. Yeah, this... Uh, I will. Yeah. Prabhu, I'll just say something because Mataji spoke of analogy sure. and that analogy is quoted by uh, lots of uh, speakers from, our, uh, you know, the elevated speakers from ISKCON. Uh, in one place they said, you know, uh, in some sense, we ourselves are that uh, ring of gold or diamond that has fallen in uh, a filthy place. But Krishna comes, Krishna keeps coming. He mm -hmm. sends his devotees, he sends, uh, you know, he does yeah. every possible way. He keeps coming to pull us out and clean us up. Clean up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if he can do it for us, we should in small measure try to uh, replicate, even though we are ourselves dirty, when we see others doing things at a different level, uh, we should also be thinking, okay, 
you know a little bit more dirt there maybe we should clean it or at least uh, you know mm-hmm. ignore it uh, so there are so many applications of that analogy hari krishna sorry prabhu go ahead oh no that's i want that that's good uh, i was seeing a very very nice points uh, of this verse you know that shrimad bhagavatam 10 canto 10 text i mean uh, 10.14.8 is it tatte nu kampam susumikshmano bunjam evatmakrut vipakam so it's uh, like a i see it's a beautiful beautiful sentence you know as it acceptance this this things teaches acceptance is so widely it's like a the virus little virus take over the whole body same time the good things when we thinks one little good things i wish i could learn this part it is says like a whenever a devotee is in a distress or has fallen into the difficulty he thinks that it is the lord's mercy upon him he thinks thanks for my past misdeed i should suffer far far greater than i am suffering now so it is by the mercy of the supreme lord that i am not getting all the punishment i am do i am just getting a little by the mercy of the supreme personality of god so this is a, i think if if i could learn it or anybody could learn it and become an acceptance of the situations because in the life material life we win and we lose we win we lose we win we lose Many little things, even the smart badges in the school days, you know, they face the same little things where somebody's comments in the school and somebody makes different comments being a, living in foreign countries. We all face it here in, in the foreign countries here. And accepting this situation is the greatest change is coming in our life. So much, I believe. and 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 from just like a virus take over the uh, bodies and we feel sick but the good things happen and the whole life could be changed you know so many times you know in a failure moment this is the greatest sentence we can use it really really very uh, effective you know in a practical life when we come to this point we reading bhagavatam or bhagavad gita or any other scriptures but when the pain comes we forget all this uh, divine words and suddenly we come to the one point why me you know yeah but uh, that's the time if we remember these things and we look at that other people have a greater pain they're in a big big troubles i can see many many american people in this richest country on earth the many people living on the streets you know i have some friends 
and some associates, they're working, helping some people living on the streets, you know. And and we see the pains, then compared to their, our pain is nothing, you know. So think about this. Practically, we can apply. The time it really comes to us, and practically we can apply this, understand this, realize this, and then that makes a bring happiness. That's the time we can think about Lord Krishna all the time. Think this is the what I see very big sentence in this uh, this this chapter. I mean this verse, two verses uh, to learn. Make it practical, you know. Make it practical. Make it practical. Apply it when it's needed, and think about that. Oh, what is Lord said in this two verses? You know. Thank you, Hare Krishna, Prabhu Mataji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. It's so uh, so nice. I had said that we should all talk about how to, uh, you know. Uh, how the personal application can come out of uh, these two verses, how we want to uh, apply it. Valli Mataji said it. She said that she, is, uh, you know, she knows how to apply. She's actually faced a situation and she's already applying it. Uh, you also spoke of it. Uh, so maybe we will hear from uh, the two young Matajis as to uh, you know, what they read in this uh, verse. Uh, any reflection in terms of its applicability in your personal life? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Mataji, are you there? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you, thank you Prabhuji for giving such a wonderful class. Uh, I really like these verses because uh, in the purport, Srila Prabhupada, uh, he tells us about uh, the qualities of devotee, how tolerant a devotee is, and even when the devotee undergoes suffering, the devotee always is thinking that, okay, this is due to my past misdeeds, and my Krishna's mercy, the, the suffering that I have, it has been reduced a lot. So I really liked uh, that part, and Prabhupada, the way you explained it was very nicely explained, and that you understood, and you made us understand this very nicely. So thank you. Thank you, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Uh, in terms of my applicability, Prabhu, same thing. Even I, I, I was thinking about uh, the same section because we all are sort of uh, stuck there. We all sort of feel a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? That. Uh, you know, the shifting waters, the undercurrent that tries to pull us in whenever we face difficulties. So in that sense, uh, you know, sometimes if uh, we are put into difficulty by somebody, uh, then the way I look at it is, you know, in some sense, this entire universe is like a journey. Wherever you are, you're moving towards Krishna. So in that journey, just like any other journey, there will be hundreds of people who have caught the train ahead of us and there will be hundreds of people who would be catching a train that is yet to come because they are not at the station yet. So if we just think of it from such perspective, 
I, I try to think of it from such perspective. So if I am never jealous of somebody who caught the earlier train and I'm not jealous or I don't pity someone who's in the following train, then uh, it's the same thing in life. They are not at a level of evolution. We all are at a different level of evolution. So sometimes we are also very hard on ourselves and we just have to say that, okay, I understand that I am a very bad person. I acted badly. I did whatever I did or somebody else did whatever they've done. But it is because we are at a different uh, juncture, different station. And so long as we keep moving, it's, you know, there may be momentary stoppage in our journey. There may be momentary sort of fall downs. It's not like, you know, every other day we, have, we become a better devotee. I know I keep falling down. I perhaps walk 10 steps backwards and one step forward. But that solace is there that I still want to come back and continue that journey. And that is so important. So from, from my perspective, my personal application, I try to think of uh, things in the form of a journey, things in the form of, uh, you know, everybody has a slightly different body, but inside we all are the, are the same. Uh, and eventually Krishna is claim, going to claim all of us. So from that perspective, slowly the anger of the moment, the hurt from the moment, or even the pride we are taking, the too much attachment and joy we are taking, slowly it dissipates. And you, we start to see things as they are. And then uh, immediately, like, you know, if this kind of thought is there, you immediately think of Krishna and we become uh, a little more Krishna conscious than when we were either falling down or getting hurt or we were getting too engaged and too attached because too engaged and too attached also, you need to have that feeling of thankfulness then. And that takes us out of uh, this attachment to the world. So uh, this is how I try to apply uh, this in my life. Hare Krishna. So, Hare Krishna Mataji. Uh, you have a comment or question? Uh, no, Prabhuji. Uh, Prabhuji, I want. I had a small question. So, Prabhuji, uh, what's the difference between imitating and then following someone? Like when we say that we follow our, uh, we follow this note and all that. So, how can you say that we are actually following it and we're not imitating? Hare Krishna. <laughs> so, two two examples uh, that uh, come to my mind because I have, I think, read them or whatever. Actually, it is a beautiful, beautiful question, Prabhuji. It is yeah. a beautiful question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Please go ahead. So, uh, so, the example Prabhupada has quoted in so many places and he speaks about in Bhagavatam in so many places. Uh, are of uh, Lord Shiva and Krishna. So, you know, he, he, and the example he say, gives, and even uh, actually Shankaracharya, uh, he gave an example. So, uh, I'll start with Shankaracharya's example. So, Shankaracharya, he's at a different level, he had a different purpose. So, we may not, uh, you know, see him in the Gaudavaishnava. Uh, parampara as such, but he he is uh, a empowered uh, 
you know uh, incarnation uh, of lord shiva so he used to say aham brahmasmi and he is trying to tell everyone that we at the soul level are uh, similar to brahma but and he was so the the thing is when he used to say and he is preaching he is already at the level of brahma but then he saw his disciples are also talking saying i am brahmasmi aham brahmasmi aham brahmasmi right so then one day he sat there and then he actually took so there was this burning coals were there in front of him he took those burning coals and he ate them and then he said aham brahmasmi and then he looked at his disciples and the disciples at that time understood the difference between following and imitating because you cannot imitate they could not imitate what shankaracharya did they they just are supposed to follow what shankaracharya is doing in his life how he is living his life how this is why they are called acharyas because we have to see what they do how they see situations how they react to the situation we don't have to copy what they are doing we have to understand that they are at a different level we are at a different level we have to learn from it and then take how to apply that in our life and if you are not clear just ask them how to apply that in my life and they will tell you this is not applicable to you go away or they will tell you this is how you apply so this is the difference between a disciple a student who even if he sees his teacher doing something he will first ask is this what i am supposed to do or not so first the per student should actually look at the past learnings and past experiences and understand what is for him and what is for the teacher uh, similarly you know in lord shiva's case people imitate him because lord shiva is supposed to you know he he takes uh, they you know they crudely they call it bhang so he is uh, on intoxicants at times but he is able to maintain his equiposition he is also drunk uh, uh, poison so because lord shiva has uh, bhang or he uh, you know he is uh, dressed the way he is dressed he doesn't care or at times people quote oh he also is equal to eating meat or non meat uh, not eating meat it's all equal to him so it's okay it should be us also no lord shiva also drank the poison of ocean would we be able to do that so that there is this difference between imitating because imitating means you are blindly imitating whatever they do i'll do so there is the difference imitation means i'm going to copy everything whereas following means you know you are following even literally speaking you understand following means there is a gap between the leader and the gap between us as the followers right so you know that there is a gap so it cannot be imitation you have to be aware that i am not at that person's position and until i get to that person's position i cannot really be copying everything i have to see what i have to apply to close that gap so that is what following means versus imitating means you are unmindful of the gap and the capabilities and the qualities and you just try to imitate and imitation therefore is almost like a suicide 
we shouldn't do that we should just be following i hope it is clear to you mataji i am sorry if i have confused yes, you yes sir ji Giving explanation because I had a question for some time ago, but you wanted to ask, but I'm still thinking it's so nice. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Yeah, Hare Krishna. Mataji, uh, you can you can read the page number three twenty four. So utsi deyuri me lokan na kuriyam karma chedham. In this, uh, on page number 161 on the English Bhagavad Gita, and uh, on page 162, Prabhupada has explained that one should simply follow the instruction of the Lord and His empowered servant. Their instructions are all good for us. and any intelligent person will perform them as instructed however one should not guard against the trying to imitate the their actions one should not try to drink the oceans of poisons in imitation of lord shiva read that they will probably give you more answer of course prabhu ji has explained very nicely same thing but for more if you want to read 3.24 and the purport of it will probably give you very very good answers to you know okay yeah it's amazing prabhu how you picked up the exact verse and page uh, the one that i was trying to quote Yeah, in a, in a sense, in a in a Sanskrit like uh, anusaran and anukaran, you know, two different yeah. words has been used there. Very nice, yeah. But you explain very nice, clearly, Prabhu. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So I actually thought that we might be able to get to verse sixteen, <laughs> and uh, I think we are at time. Uh, yeah. any last uh, comments questions reflections and then perhaps we can close the call well since purli uh, mata ji has mentioned about today's father's day so like i say lord krishna is our father our mother or whatever we call you know like one time in our temple that one priest mentioned he asked the question what is the last name of krishna you know and everybody were confused but he doesn't have a last name like we all carry our father's last name you know and i these days like this is a i remember that when i was in the school days to teach us tomeva mata pita tomeva tomeva bandhu sakha tomeva tomeva vidya devinam tomeva 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 vidya devinam tomeva tomeva sarvam mama deva deva so on this father's day like this beautiful day and mother's day you know of course 
we should remember do more Hare Krishna chanting. So, if you don't mind, uh, we can chant three times uh, Hare Krishna mantra and thanks to our Father, Lord Krishna, on this beautiful day. Also, as a many, many fathers who have uh, done so much for their children, they dedicate their life here in the United States. I know, I know many, many fathers. They have dedicated their life for their children. And in India, too, you know, all fathers deserve the thanks today. So on behalf of them, we can chant three times for the Krishna mantra. Is it okay? Yes, Prabhupada, absolutely. Please lead us. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Krishna, Hare Krishna. very nice Guru. thanks for leading and guiding us and beautiful reciting by the holy mataji very nice of you mataji you should do actually, beautiful, too, beautiful yeah. questions. <clears throat> and uh, actually, Prabhuji, when you are answering those, uh, how Haladar Prabhuji pick up that verse, that is so amazing. That's what like mind people will do. That's what I was thinking. Because we, if we are in the same level of understanding, the message will pass from mind to mind without, uh, it is like speechless, without any talk or anything. Expression also, we are in different places, what you are thinking in the mind and how you are explaining that beautiful question and how Haladar Prabhuji was speaking of that sloka uh, from the verses and everything. Just uh, feeling like uh, we are so much closely associated. Thanks for um, having me in this group, actually, this is so wonderful. Um, today I'm feeling so blessed more than any time ever. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna Mataji. It is it is all you rather than us. What did I do, Prabhuji? I just read the slokas for verses today. That's what I got. Um, yeah. Mataji, it is the internalization of everything, right? That is mm-hmm. what is important. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, from, nice. And that's why I'm yeah. saying it is all you. No, <laughs> actually, when you said, when we pick up even one quality out of all those mentioned in the purport, the other will follow automatically because we that is the way we, we go and the next step will be taking us towards the goal also. So, wonderfully yeah. said that one. Also. So nice. Yeah. I had actually long ago when I was a, almost a, you know, like a baby, I think I had heard and I had read 
and there was sometimes you know life works in a uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. unusual way so there was a time mm-hmm. when i used to see this frequently so uh, mm-hmm. what i had heard or read is that mm-hmm. if there is something in life that you have done consistently mm-hmm. perfectly all the time then mm-hmm. in any moment of distress you can just say if i have been true to that mm-hmm. let this go away and yeah. no matter what that calamity is it goes away so from that perspective and that thought has always remained in my mind somehow mm-hmm. throughout life so and i have seen it even krishna at one time says if i have been a perfect yogi let mm-hmm. this happen so I, you know I, i don't know whether it the the uh, whether it was a movie or a drama in which it it had shown but mm-hmm. it was a uh, so uh, yes, the point is i heard that the, one also yeah. i i yeah. know what you are saying it is there in ramayana also we yeah. usually read that verse dharmaatma satya sandhasya ramo dasara dhiri yadi if rama is the true god real god lakshmana yeah. will recite that uh, before killing uh, indrajit before uh, yes. delivering his astra so um, if that and also sita says uh, before going into the agni pravesha if i am yeah. the real pativrata this agni will yeah. never touch me and do yeah i heard that yeah. in different places so, yeah so it's it's the similar concept right like uh, mm-hmm. even even if we are able to hold on to so in some sense there are mm-hmm. 10 different hooks that are hanging but yeah. you you just have to hold to one and everything mm-hmm. else follows right yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, i i always believe that right and if we mm-hmm. keep going there they these all good qualities come in uh, a flock yes so yes. you hold mm-hmm. to one everything else will come so yeah uh, yeah hari krishna okay we will stop here we do the question uh, uh, right mm-hmm. yeah sure for the वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः